0: God as creator made this this wonderful globe and all of its inhabitants and all of its all the beauty of it. Uh, And I think part of our respect for the Creator and part of our worship for the Creator is to take care of that which which has been created. It'd be like like if I would go into a good friend's home and I say I really value their friendship and I love them as a brother or a sister, and then I go and I destroy their home. There's an inconsistency with my words and my action. In the same way, I think if we express our adoration to God as creator and then disregard or destroy creation, there's a discrepancy with with our worship, our words, and our
1: action. Climate change. Those two words are bound to stir up debate. Mention climate change at your family gathering this Christmas and you might quickly start an argument and divide your family into two camps. Science alone is unable to rescue this debate since scientists themselves do not agree. Is climate change a normal part of historic environmental cycles? How much of climate change can be attributed to human behavior? Willard Metzger, Executive Director of Mennonite Church Canada, has reflected deeply on climate change and creation care, and he thinks he may have found a way for Christians to tackle the polarized debate in a way that is holistic, truthful, respective, and most importantly, faithful, no matter which side of the climate change fence you're on. Before we engage Willard, I want to read the Christmas story from Matthew 2, and we're going to touch on this text later in our conversation with Willard. The Visit of the Wise Men. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, asking, Where is this child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Willard Metzger, welcome back to Church Matters. Thank you, it's good to be here again. Willard, what are you hearing about climate change from people in your circle of friends and family? Do you know people who disagree on this issue? Oh, absolutely. Um, And it's not so much that
0: people are disagreeing that climate change is happening, but it's more that they're disagreeing on the cause of climate change. Uh, But one thing that we all do agree on is that we are responsible for our consumption patterns and its impact on our neighbours. So that's what I like to focus on. In the scripture text
1: I just read, the word homage, which means to pay respect, shows up three times. Of all the Christian perspectives out there, you come at climate change from an angle of respect. Can you say more about that? Sure. I think this really is the platform,
0: the best platform for the Christian approach on this on this dialogue. God as creator made this this wonderful globe and all of its inhabitants and all of its, all the beauty of it. Uh, and I think part of our respect for the creator and part of our worship for the creator is to take care of that which which has been created. It would be like like if I would go into a good friend's home and I say I really value their friendship and I love them as a brother or a sister, and then I go and I destroy their home. There's an inconsistency with my words and my action. In the same way, I think if we express our adoration to God as creator and then disregard or destroy creation, there's a discrepancy with our, with our worship, our words, and our action.
1: Mm, I think that's a helpful illustration, Willard. You were at the UN Climate Change Forum in South Africa in 2011. I know you heard some really moving stories from inhabitants of island nations about the impact that climate change is having on their homes and their livelihoods. Can you share one of those stories?
0: Yes, I can still hear those stories in my, in my memory. I, I vividly remember some of the island states uh, d- describing how entire communities have had to be relocated because communities are now underwater. And hearing stories of children afraid to go to sleep at night because they're afraid that the rising sea levels will eventually carry them out to sea. Um, it's really tough to listen to people begging for their existence and saying that, that if the global community doesn't take responsibility to help fight the impact of climate change, they're, they're going to be losing their entire homes, their, their entire uh, existence. Um, that, that's pretty tough to hear.
1: You recently wrote on your blog that you were disappointed that no Canadian church leaders attended the 2012 UN Climate Change Forum in Doha, Qatar. It took place just a few weeks ago. Why were no Canadian church leaders at this year's forum?
0: Yeah, I struggled with that a lot as well. Um, I, I think part of it, certainly for me as well, it's the cost. It was a much costlier place to travel to. But I think even more so, it's that climate change. Although many church leaders are concerned about it, it isn't their full-time focus. And so there are a lot of other concerns or responsibilities that that keep um, competing for attention. And uh, and this year, I think, combined with the cost, as I said, um, not not one of us were there, and I really
1: regret that. So does that mean there was no church representation? At Doha, at the 2012 UN Climate Change Forum, no church representation at all?
0: Well, there is a very strong global church presence at each of these events. And thankfully, being a part of a larger coalition like the Canadian Council of Churches or the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada, we have opportunities to, to be represented there as a whole. This year, the Canadian Council of Churches was able to work with our brothers and sisters from El Salvador and assure that our voice would also be represented with the voice of the
1: representative from El Salvador. So I'm thankful for that. What are some compelling reasons for action on climate change that you believe should perk up the ears of Christians?
0: I think it's clearly positioned within the golden rule, you know, of loving God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and loving your neighbor as yourself. On the first instance, as I explained earlier, it's a part of worship. As we worship God, part of the way in which we express that worship is to care for all of that which God has created. And to love your neighbor as yourself, even if our lifestyle and our consumption patterns have the risk of negatively impacting our global neighbors, then we want to take responsibility for that. I think those two reasons alone um, it's, it's an expression of our worship, and it's an expression of our worship to God in caring for our neighbours. Those two reasons alone, I think, compel us as Christians to, to be concerned about creation care.
1: Willard, even though you were not able to attend this year's Climate Change Forum, I know that you've been encouraging and leading the staff of Mennonite Church Canada and the leadership to think about ways to be more green. And I know that you've encouraged the Green Christmas Fundraiser this year. Can you say more about that?
0: Yes, this year our gift guide is exclusively online. Uh, So we don't have print uh, mailings that we're going to be sending out. And that is particularly so that we can reduce our footprint. Um, by, by reducing the amount of paper required. Um, it, this, this is one practical expression, I think, that not only as Mennonite, Mennonite Church Canada in offering this, this opportunity to be a part of supporting the things that people are excited about, um, so not only do we express our, our concern for the earth in that way, but it also gives an opportunity for our supporters
1: to align themselves with creation care as well. That's a big move away from paper and away from receiving something in every mailbox. Are you somewhat afraid that it's not going to get picked up sufficiently?
0: That's certainly a risk that we that we have looked at. Uh, if it isn't in front of people, if it isn't something that people hold in their hands, will they be able to remember? Even though they want to be a strong supporter of the church, will they remember to follow through? That's a risk we, we've taken. But certainly there is a substantial decrease in cost, in printing cost, and mailing cost, so hopefully it makes it a manageable risk.
1: So Mennonite Church Canada is working in this very specific way to reduce its ecological footprint. Do you want listeners to add their voices to this discussion? What would need to happen, Willard, to empower church leaders such as yourself to take climate change even more seriously?
0: I would welcome uh, hearing more from our constituency from our from from the rest of the church I know that particularly our young adult or student population um, our young families they are very concerned about about climate change about creation care I welcome their their response in, in just reaffirming that. Uh, A strong response creates a a strong platform for church leaders to be able to to be good leaders in this. And so I would welcome responses.
1: And how would you like uh, people to reach you?
0: I would love to hear from people. They can reach me by email, uh, wmetzker at mennonitechurch.ca. I'm on Facebook. Uh, they can respond to blogs, uh, the willardmetzger.blogspot. Uh, so I would, any, any way in which they
1: would love to contact, give me a phone call. Willard, thanks so much for joining me on Church Matters today. It's always good to talk with you. Thank you. It's good to be here again. That concludes today's program, our final episode for 2012. Thank you to all our listeners wherever you are. Church Matters is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Thanks so much for your support. Please consider making a green gift to Mennonite Church Canada so that we can all help better care for creation. To give, just call 1-866-888-6785 or visit MennoniteChurch.ca and click on the Donate link. My name is Dan Dick and you've been listening to Church Matters know that you are called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Thanks for listening. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you, the face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.